Seems like y'all got too much time on your hands. Get on around from here talking about stuff you don't have no business talking about and go go do something. That was the admonition we got from my grandfather. A man, a few words, but when he spoke, you better listen. As he got us from around the corner of spying and gossiping and talking about other people's business. So this is Michelle Spive, and I want to welcome you to a, another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Welcome, 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 welcome. And guess what? I want you to keep on listening as I talk about secrets. Seductive, salacious, sim- simmering, slithering. All of these S words. And then the big one, secrets. Yes, this is um, a, a, a topic that has always fascinated me. Now, I remember going to school and learning uh, the protocols for the different types of counseling and um, therapy um therapies. <laughs> I remember um, having to learn how to actively listen and then repeat back to the client uh, my understanding of what they were saying so that they could hear the psychodrama uh, of what was going on inside their head outside. I also remember um, the many ways that my therapy clients would um, try to deceive me or throw me off the beaten path of what they really needed to work on. And one of the things that I learned could be a formidable foe as well as a deceptively uh, seductive enchantress or enchanter was the idea of secrets. So, as uh, you may have known, uh, in my background, I uh, was uh, trained to counsel and be a therapist, but I consecutively also worked in corporate America. So my therapy side was on nonprofit. My uh, way to pay the bills was on corporate. Uh, so I had to straddle between the creative and the analytical. But that's neither here nor there. What I uh, have been looking at uh, for a project that I'm working on right now, and I wanted to share with you guys because I'm I'm, I'm getting some new wisdom smacks. Is um, this idea of the seductive side of secrets? Now, there's this book I read, and it is called Fooling Houdini, and it's by Alex Stone. It came out of some years ago, but it was really intriguing, and it was intriguing in a way that. Um, he was a geek and he's he not he, he's still alive but um, he's a geek and he really loved the world of magic so much so that he put the way he processes his world to go and investigate uh, the different components of what makes magic work the suspension of disbelief the sleight of hand the psychological machinations that happen uh, in this dance between the presenter and the observee and he had a section in there that was so intriguing um about the power of secrets. Now, this was revolutionary to me because I had always been taught in my therapeutic models that secrets were uh, defense mechanisms that needed to uh, be given the opportunity uh, to either erode, implode, or to uh, be expressed out. And that still holds true. 
a lot of times when we think about secrets, we, we think about the ones where uh, it's a family secret. It, it, it's painful. You know, sometimes it's a secret that the offended party should not ever know that you know or, or it, you know, it would do more damage for, for the secret to be revealed. And that, like I said, that was always the orientation that I had about secrets. But if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know I am all about blowing it out and going 360 on you, baby, so I could look at every aspect of a secret. So this book, like I said before, this book, Finding Houdini, uh, like I said, I really enjoyed it. And I can see why the guy would get in trouble because he was all about exposing secrets and not because he was trying to hurt anybody, but because he was so excited about the process of, of, of magic and all of this kind of stuff. So in this little portion uh, that talks about um, secrets in this different way that I, than I was used to, he talked about how when people hold shared secrets between themselves, uh, kind of like um, an affair, yeah, um, it, it makes, it, it reignites a passion in life. And it's funny that a secret could um, involve passion and seduction and those types of things, but they really can. And it doesn't even just have to be sexual. Uh, the seduction of a secret could be where it, it creates a, a different level or a deeper level within a relationship. There have been times when even in my therapeutic practice, I had to learn the family constellation and dynamics to understand that some secrets I could not uh, encourage or advise or help the client to destroy because those secrets were the binds that that caused certain members of that family to have a relationship that mattered. Have you ever had um, a secret that you shared with someone and because they held your confidants that you had this bond that was stronger than it would have ever been if you didn't have that secret before you? That's one of these situations I'm talking about. Now, of course, confession is always good for the soul. And as a um, a uh, responsible therapist, I, I will tell you, secrets um, for the long term, they tend to not bode well if uh, they have to do with trauma, emotional turmoil, and those types of things. But for the sake of what I'm talking about here, um, see, this side of secrets is helping me to, to make an understanding of the world uh, we live in. People today are making a lot of money by being secret hunters and we we sometimes call them lifestyle gurus we call them uh on the on the opposite end we call them gossip mongers um the gossip rags and those types of things so like on the one end when you have the lifestyle gurus they're hunting out hunting down secrets to reveal things to us that will help us to live a better life on the opposite end of that, because, you know, you got to have a spectrum. Um, we have people that are hunting down secrets of, of things about people and uh, their lives that are very, um, very uh, personal, uh, maybe embarrassing, uh, but emotionally intense. And that can be a problem, you know, it, and we're, we're starting to see that in our society as well. 
But when we look at um, the bell curve, the, the middle part of this, this seductive side of secrets, we, we find that there's an entirely new world that opens up to us. Now, the reason why I uh, like exploring this side is because in my creative way, uh, when I'm creating stories and um, relationships that appear real in a fictionalized world, a lot of times I'll use the power of a, a seductive secret to bind um, peoples together who would never have probably been bound together. Um, when I used to write um, erotic short stories um, earlier in my writing career, a go-to secret was always something that you could depend on to have a good erotic story. So for instance, um, a secret club where anything goes and nobody can tell the secret, you know, everything in here stays in here. That's the seduction of a secret. And because everybody is included, no one is supposed to betray that secret. And so you have a special bond with the people who participate in this shared secret. On the other hand, um, the seduction of a secret in some of my mystery stuff is through code. So when you look like, I think even today, if you Google shared secret, the first thing that's going to come up is uh, security and protocols for codes and passwords. Isn't that something? <laughs> so shared secrets on that side are um, who do you give the the key to crack the code to your privacy privacy or entry into areas of your digital life that uh should not be shared with everyone so then there's that side and now can you start to see how people would be so interested in finding out these secrets uh i'm going to save that side of things for another podcast but today i'm just going to really talk about uh the people that are involved in the secret and uh, some of the wisdom smacks I've gotten from that. So, cheating. <laughs> cheating. Oh my God, cheating. Whew. Um, a lot of the a lot of the people that would come for counseling uh, would. It, it, it was so weird because the the three main things that drive us is is prevalent across whatever uh, situation you may be in, and so uh, wealth, health, and uh, relationship is still a big reason why people seek out counseling and therapy and everything like that. You know, and so I would have. Um, people that would make an appointment and they would come in and of course because this was um, uh, a non-profit religious based um, entity that worked with these folks they would come in and they would try to get help but they would try to get it by trying to lie and talk about stuff all around the issue and I'm like you came for therapy and we are truth hunters here we for your truth for your benefit and so like I said before I would see how they would try to protect these secrets and I'm like but you have come for counseling and this means that this secret is no longer enjoyable this secret is eating you alive and so a lot of times it would be cheating now, when I was reading this book, Finding Houdini, and he talked about this specific area of how keeping the secret between the two who are doing the uh, adultery, the cheating, whatever you want to call it, and how it drove the relationship, I was like nodding my head like, yes, yes, that is so true because I had actual practical on the ground, in the field, in the wild, whatever you want to call it, experience that this was so. 
I remember dealing with someone who had been in a marriage. Um, this was in the 30 year range, but because they had gotten married right out of high school, they were still fairly young and vibrant. And the spouse was no longer able to fulfill them in that way due to some medical issues and some other things. Um, uh, I'm not going to go into details about that. So they had a affair, um, an affair going. And they're telling me about this affair and I'm having to try to decide, are you here to just share your secrets so you can continue to get the um, adrenaline rush of somebody else being grafted into your secret? Or are you here because the secret is now causing you turmoil? Um, now, the reason why I'm even talking about this one is because it was the former. They were there not to get over their secret. They just wanted to have somebody who um, they thought uh, it was the risk factor of it. So I could tell this person was addicted to the adrenaline of secrets, the seductive side of the riskiness of it. Because going through it with this person, it was quickly evident that they, first of all, they weren't going to stop the the cheating. Secondly, they didn't feel bad about keeping the secret. They would say things like, is it wrong? Should I stop? I'm like, if you are here, you should have already answered that question because I am not your moral compass. I am not the, you know, the the moral police. That's up to you. And so, of course, I couldn't continue um, the sessions with them until they actually needed what our services provided. But having had that experience and then reading uh, the research behind the power and the seduction of secrets in that book, Finding Houdini, I started to um, get the understanding of what, what binds us together. Sometimes the only way we can connect with another person is through a shared secret. Um, is it right? Is it wrong? It depends. It really kind of depends. But going back to that thought about my grandfather now, what we we were all kinds of wrong. So it wasn't just me. It was me and some friends that um, had a summer house in our neighborhood and they would come there and stay over the summer. And so it was just always fun to hang out with them. And what we would do is uh, we would kind of like spy on the other neighbors who had put up this big fence. And the fact that there was a fence meant that there were secrets to be discovered. And we found a way where the the fence, the corner of the fence has some knobby holes that had uh, started to uh, disintegrate. And so we kind of like etched them out enough for us to have peepholes so that we could see what was going on in the backyard of uh, the neighbors because nobody had ever seen their backyard or anything and they didn't really talk to folks and in my neighborhood everybody knew everybody everybody talked to everybody except for them so we're looking and stuff and um we're giggling because the neighbors are uh in the back having you know having a little terse conversation between the mom and the dad and they always tried to pretend like they were the perfect perfect family um they had uh good positions at the local university their sons were brilliant all this kind of stuff just perfection perfection Ozzy harriet but in this backyard oh honey they were having some issues and they were talking about some grown-up stuff that was deep in the backyard <laughs> 
heard. <laughs> and we were, you know, we were sneaking and listening in, giggling and, and um, then gossiping about it. And my grandfather, uh, you know, grownups always know when kids are up to no good. And like I said, my grandfather was a, a kind person, a man of few words, but when he spoke, you better listen. And so he's like, uh, what are y'all doing back here? And we're giggling. And he looks over, he doesn't look in the people. He, he, he gathers from his observation of what we're doing. And what he said was so powerful. He said, you know, it looks like y'all don't have enough to do where you have, where you're so interested in being in somebody else's business. And he must have said something to my grandmother because uh, it wasn't immediately. It was a little later. And it wasn't when my friends were with us either. My grandmother liked to do that. She she was like, I'm not raising other people's kids, but uh, you're mine, you know, by way of her daughter, my mother. And she's like, so I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to teach you. I can't worry about them other people's kids, but you, I can teach. And I remember her taking the baton from my grandfather and telling us that um, a sign of a depleted life was uh, always being in other people's business. And she was like, if you develop a taste for that, it'll never leave you. So don't develop the taste for that. And like I said, I'm, I'm, Ooh, I'm just really uh, trying hard not to get into uh, the negative side of um, of the secrets uh, because that leads to schadenfreude. And I'm going to be doing a podcast on schadenfreude because I've been itching to do that one. Um, but this thirst and this, this craving uh, to know other people's secrets is, in her opinion, a depravity of the fact that you're not connected enough to your own life. And I have found that um, we do love talking about secrets. They bind us together. We do love talking, especially about other people's secrets. There's just something about the gossipy fact of that. Um, when it goes sideways and you only want to talk about the bad secrets, that's when you start slipping into schadenfreude and having some issues where I think the addictive side of secrets start to come out. Like I said, I might do a full podcast on that, just, just going down that rabbit trail because I think it really needs to stop. And I think someone needs to cry uncle and, you know, to make people snap out of it. But this seduction of a secret is so powerful in our society. It will always be with us. And there is a reason for it. And it's kind of like dealing with a very dangerous element that if you get it right, it really helps you. But if you get it wrong and the probability of getting it wrong is really big compared to getting it right, it will destroy you. That's how I look at uh, secrets. Um but why do we why do we why do we care? Why do we have them? And back in prehistoric times of hunter-gathering times, whatever you want to call that, and whatever your beliefs are, whatever, um, there were reasons why we kept secrets. There were reasons why we wanted people to like us, and it was because of survival. What do you do if you got a tribe of maybe 15 people and it's you against the elements, against the um, animals, and at best you got your arms and a stick, and you're trying to go out and um, live, hunt, gather. You need the power of the group, and because of the seductive nature of a shared secret and how it interweaves itself to build a a, a deeper level or a different complexion to a relationship that's why they were so important now 
all shared secrets were not bad and the seduction of these secrets were not bad. If we look at it from a community, there could have been a secret, like a secret fishing hole that was enough to um, feed the tribe during the spring. So are you going to let other, you know, tribes come by and say, oh, yeah, we've got a we've got a pretty good fishing hole over here that we just plop down some string. And, you know, before you know it, we've got the fish biting in and we can feed everybody. No, you're going to protect that secret. So that was another thing with its ability to bind people together in a shared um, objective for survival. You know, so now you evolve this through the centuries and the millennium to a point now where you still find that you have societies based upon a shared secret. A lot of them, we look at them as fraternities and sororities. We look at them as um, um, it can be like Masonic um, um, situations, uh, secret societies, however you want to look at it. But there is still that something that they are using secrets in a seductive way to protect something for the good of that group. You know, so let me go back and do a real a quick little recap because I know I've given you different ways of looking at the seductive side of a secret. So back when I was uh, doing uh, more therapy on the emotional side of things, I would find that, um, and I was taught that, keeping secrets was unhealthy. I still believe that. But then I started to realize there was another side of secrets that titillated the senses and brought enjoyment. And that was the seductive side of secrets where it bound peoples and groups together. And it could be because it was something so salacious and taboo that it gave people a little sadistic, uh, masochist kind of um, boost. Or in this last um, iteration I was talking about, it helped to protect a group by keeping a secret close to heart for them. And secrets are were a way that human nature kept people interested you know concerned uh connected to to one another for their very survival so there there's like i said there's a myriad of secrets i haven't even like i said i haven't even talked about the negative side of um of, of secrets when they become addictive and they they trigger our our base nature that is not the good base nature so like i said i haven't talked about that and that's not what this is about today the wisdom smack in this is about understanding how to handle secrets in your life when my grandma my my grandmother talked to us about getting your own life so that you didn't live off of the fuel of other people's lives that was one of the greatest gifts she gave us because um my take to this day is yeah i enjoy a little gossip here and there i actually enjoy you know a little secret here or there that's for the purpose of um uh, bettering something so like for instance when I am doing my research on my books and stuff and I find a particular honey hole of uh, unmet uh, demand from readers and I write those stories and I only talk about it with uh, one or two of my writerly friends that's a shared secret for our protection so that we can gain market share and do what we need to and put those books in there and not tell everybody so you see that's a secret that 
is partly uh, of what I'm talking about with the shared secrets to, to help a community. But if you find that you're only interested in, in, in the secrets and the, the salaciousness of other people's lives for pure entertainment, that's on the negative side. And that's what gets people in trouble. The wisdom smack of understanding the whole thing of secrets is that secrets are like a deadly animal. Um, they can be powerful when used the right way, but the probability is it's, it's, it's smaller than the other probability of them turning and tearing you apart. And so being careful in society to actually take the time to evaluate the secrets that you are engaged in or the secrets that you are um, listening to or are craving to listen to. Um, I can't say everything that I want to in this little time span, but what I can say is that everything can be a teacher. And if you find that, and now this is the therapy side, if you find that there is a secret that you've kept for a while that is is, is not serving you, it's tearing you apart on the inside, um, there is a way to handle it. I, I, I have noticed a spate of people revealing deep, dark secrets on a public platform. And I, I'm going to encourage you, if you happen to be listening to this, to consider who the person is, what kind of support group they have, and what is expected of them. A celebrity revealing a secret is way different than a uh, person in the private sector revealing a secret out in public. Whereas the celebrity might be lauded for their honesty and helping others, they do it because that is their station and their status. If you were to do the same thing in the private sector, it may not come off that way. And so we have to use wisdom with how we handle our secrets, who we share them with. And if we are um, protecting and uh, doing things to uh, keep ourselves in a uh, winning situation, or are we causing harm and just using them for entertainment at the expense of somebody else's uh, demise, schadenfreude, uh, you know, uh, schadenfreude, you know, so... I wanted to, I wanted to put that in front of you because in all these different things I'm looking at, like the rise again of the gossip sites. It used to be where you only had a few people that were known as the purveyors of gossip, and that's what you went to them for. You know, there was the gossip person, but now it seems like people want. Uh, they're trying to find ways to take care of themselves, to to launch a brand or a business. And every time I look around, someone is coming out with a new gossip blog, a new gossip uh, video channel. Um, everything is all about exposing secrets that are not yours to expose. And that's the negative side that I'm probably going to deal with in a, um, in, in a, in a different podcast. Cause I don't want this one to get too heavy because this, there is there is a reason why there is a seductive side of secrets, and that is for the propagation of our livelihood. To have a shared secret in a community could mean the difference between life or death as we were brought up, and that has not changed. Um, the secret thrill that you get of having a salacious shared secret between you and another person on an intimate level is real, and it is 
a lot of times the only reason why somebody is doing it. It causes people to want to be able to feel again in areas that they haven't been able to feel in. Uh, Remember the person that I told you that came for counseling? It wasn't really counseling. They just wanted to get me involved so they could continue that salacious feeling of oh I have a secret you know and really getting off on that and um and then uh the um the the shared secret of uh getting ahead you know like I said learning of a secret um fishing spot where the the fish are plentiful and easy to catch you don't want to dilute that by everybody knowing the secret you know so there's different different ways that you can look at this but i i want to call attention to it be aware these things are happening in your life and as my grandparents said if you find that you're getting a little too interested in unveiling other people's secrets on a basis that you don't need to know this stuff That probably means you are not living your life to its fullest or to the extent that you need to. Because if you got too much time on your hands, always in somebody else's business, uh, that ain't right either, (laughs) you know? So those were the things that I wanted to to say about um, the the seductiveness of how a secret can pull you in, how it can build a relationship stronger, deeper, or even more complex, how it can help you and and a society that you are part of strengthen itself by protecting you, or how it can give you um, thrill from the taboo, from the naughty, or for whatever it is, if that is your thing, when you share a secret with with someone of um, between you of something that you do I would caution you on that on that latter one if that secret would cause someone else close to you that you love harm that is not a secret that should be sustained um, and it would be up to you and maybe a professional to decide that if that secret ever came out what kind of damage it would do to the other person um, that's unaware of it you know so you kind of have to be careful with that I know I've thrown a lot at you guys today with these different types of uh, secret seductions just suffice it to say that secrets are real they have a seduction to them be aware of if it is a secret that is for your betterment or for your destruction and if you are becoming addicted to the seductive pull of a secret so guess what my time is up and i thank you for yours this has been michelle spiva with wisdom smack and if you liked this or any of other podcasts please consider commenting liking subscribing and sharing and if you really want to help us please consider when you do your amazon shopping as we are want to do use my link that will take you directly to uh, amazon and if you use this link and purchase something within a certain amount of time this podcast may receive a compensation for that and the link is michellespiva.com forward slash amz that's going to do it for me and guess what i'm going to see you tomorrow i'll talk to you soon bye And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.